Hi, I'm Orna Menius. And I'm Ricardo Deacon. And this is a recommendation game. Each week we take turns to pick a film the other has not seen, and then we meet to discuss it. This week's film is 35 Shots of Rum, directed by Claire Denis, produced by Bruno Passeri, written by Claire Denis, starring Matty Diop and Alex Descas. So the IMDb synopsis is, The relationship between a father and daughter is complicated by the arrival of a handsome young man. <laughs> okay. Which arrival? Which handsome young man? <laughs> Like, what movie was the person watching when yeah, they wrote the synopsis? Uh, I love it with one sentence. Uh, yeah. We're going to be hard-pressed to find a synopsis that is as inaccurate both <laughs> in feeling towards the movie yeah. and relationship to the plot of the movie it's describing. <laughs> uh, so, this week's film was chosen by Ricardo. So, Ricardo, what was indeed. You- why did you choose this film? Uh, one of the reasons that we started doing this podcast is, in a way, uh, realize in this modern society, the, the the way that we watch movies these days, we kind of have to have a, a basic knowledge of what the film you're going to sit down to watch yeah, is. Red, like, even like if you're on Netflix and, and yeah. whatever, is that since we don't sit to watch something on TV anymore, kind of just flicking the channel and getting something on and just sitting there like i watched this on tv like it was on a few years ago like at two yeah. in the morning and it was back in the days that i used to work as a waiter and i just came home one day and it was on and i had my dinner watching it at that time i was like oh yeah i really dig this movie kind of forgot about it until i watched Boy material another claire denis movie mm. a few years back and i went back on her uh, filmography yeah and i was like oh it's that movie. Like, I have forgotten even the title of the movie. Yeah. But the movie had stuck with me. So it's like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, And I rewatched it a couple of months ago, and I was really taken aback by the kind of movie it is. And I was surprised how much I remembered mm. from the original viewing, even though it's a film that it doesn't have a lot of memorable moments, let's say, in the sense of, like, big moments. Mm, big set pieces, big emotional kind of... Mm. Yeah, that even for a drama, there's not a lot of dramatic scenes, per se. Well, so, yeah, mm. not played... No, they're like, not... They're not played overly dramatically, I guess. Yeah, there's no scenes very... of uh, Nick Nolte going around breaking <laughs> glasses or something. It's a very low-key film, definitely. And I thought that, like... Uh, Coming from Weekend, uh, you like that kind of movie that mm. we you spoke about having characters that seem to live without the film existing, let's say. Yeah. That they're part of the world that the, the writer has created. Mm-hmm. And I thought that you would like it. It's one of those that it's not like other recommendations that I'll give uh, over the years and like <laughs> of the many years <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> the 80th anniversary is like remember when oh, I think I'm loving the enthusiasm in short is that it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and what did you think okay of it? well I think at the end there you kind of you did head on what I liked about this film um and that's kind of I loved how well developed well, not how well developed, but how realistic the relationships feel between these characters. Like it's, you're kind of looking at it's. It's like a little community based in the sort of this one kind of building between kind of the four main players. And I like that you see it in certain scenes, but especially when all four of them are together, say, 
so I think the scene where they're in the car and they're going to the concert and then they end up that the whole run up to before they get into kind of the cafe bar thing like that whole thing in the car I think is brilliantly done because even though at that point you don't quite know exactly the relationships between the characters like you you haven't really been given and even at the end of the film you still haven't been given all the information but you know at that point you can read kind of from the way it's played and the way it's the way it's um it's shot and everything you can really get the sense of their feelings for each other you get like I think it's a really really like excellent film regarding like just not creating tension but sort of showing the tension that can exist just in normal everyday relationships so I really I think that is one of the most that was one of the things I really really liked about that for a lot of this um like you're just especially kind of from like the opening and everything you're just watching people kind of pottering about you know in their house in their just you know like their lives are just unfolding there's not necessarily anything dramatic happening but it, you know it, it's it's interesting to watch because you feel that these relationships are real so you feel like the people are real and that's something I really liked about it um another thing I really liked is um I felt like the obviously there's kind of four well two main characters two sort of side characters that are kind of very important and then there's this sort of other collection of um sort of side characters like notably Lionel's um co-worker uh, Rene yes. Rene yeah oh Rene they're um, like in the I periphery mean, of yeah the... they're just in the periphery and they're not necessarily involved but kind of the, the Rene Lionel relationship is kind of important but I think they're very well they're very well developed in a way that in a film that's not very long and doesn't have any particularly like scenes that are loaded with exposition they feel as real and as part of this world that's created as any of the main characters do and I really like that because that's something that especially in in a low-key film like this you don't always get so I think I really like that as well um there were problems like not massive problems necessarily but just a few things that made me kind of slightly not uncomfortable but just to kind of a little bit like (laughs) <laughs> okay i'm interested because i, I unlike the wind risings i don't have any yeah, criticism yeah. No, for these, these are not massive problems necessarily but one of them is are we gonna have an argument no no, no 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 like one of them is the scene whenever they do finally get they go back into um the little cafe bar place and you know they i love that how they just force themselves i love how rude parisians are but um uh yeah and how like that scene i love as well that there's like a few other people join them in <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the... oh well you're open there i love as well that she just like um your one just makes them like plates of really nice food <laughs> i was like jesus um but yeah um that that scene kind of after you know when they're dancing and everything and like the sort of creepy kind of seediness of both Lionel and um, Noe just creepy in a level that it feels sort of slightly strange for them you know what I mean like kind of how um, how Noe in particular is like almost kind of like not forcing himself on her but really kind of trying to like you know and kind of like oh but you really want this don't you and like she's clearly struggling because she's watching what's going on between her father and Gabrielle and then the incredibly attractive uh, waitress owner of the place um 
And she's owner so, slash operator. I okay, think owner better. owner operator. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, you can kind of see how she'd be distracted or whatever. But it, I, I think that you're reading this well, not mm, wrong, but yeah. differently that I did. Yeah. Is the for that moment? No, I think though. I I think that there's there. I read it a few different ways. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't kind of sit there. I wasn't like, oh no, this is this is really offensive. Like this is. It, it just it just slightly no I mean uh, for the characters themselves yeah. not like I think that um, perhaps this is coming from in a way mm. is knowing where Claire Denise coming no, from the, no you in can't the do that again <laughs> no 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 because you did that for the Wind Rises as well where you said well knowing Miyazaki and knowing what he no, would no, have no, intended no, no, but and like, you can't this is read different. it no, you can't read it like this that this is different is the okay. in the sense of uh, filling the black the black stories yeah is that especially knowing where Noah and Josephine end up yeah and the relationship before mm. is that I think that there has been a love affair going on for quite some time that they kind of that because they grew up together yeah it's a kind of like oh oh, we're just playing around kind of thing nothing serious because as well josephine takes her relationship with her father above her relationship with boys let's say yeah definitely it's the sense that uh, i think that that scene is that (coughs) because uh, noah's going away Mm is that is his last play and that she is just fighting him off not in the sense of fighting him off like the that argument has been played off screen yeah the same way the uh, like scenes at the end yeah, and in yeah. the middle of the film a are lot of, off, a lot off of screen are off screen yeah and i think that because it is off screen mm. i think that before that because she goes up to his apartment i believe before they meet up yeah to go i think that they had a discussion about him staying if they were together and um, i think no, that she's uh, fighting on, him though, off. i don't think he said that he's going to leave at that point yeah he says that he has a job offer ah okay yeah but he hasn't actually said that he's that's it i'm leaving you know after kind of the cat dies and all that kind of thing yeah the, but like that that's kind of the staying there mm. and i think that her fighting back is not i think that there was already an event when they meet up yeah and that uh, when they're there is that he thinks that because they already kissed before yeah. that night that it's not that he's making a move there the yeah. move has already been made and that she's fighting him back because if she kisses him he's gonna stay because of her and it means mm. like a commitment yeah it's no longer just a bit of fun Mm. you know and what I love about this movie is that all of that happens off screen (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no absolutely I think especially regarding like um Josephine's character like so much of her and then and no um no way like so much of that is happening off screen like it's quite interesting um yeah I kind of get what you mean I don't know like that's what um, I mean that that was the my rating in the movie I'm not saying that uh Mm. Uh, you're you're wrong because yeah. obviously when you're reading a movie it's like yeah. your take it's uh, what's your take you can't argue with taste mm. but it, no I do I do yeah I do agree that there is definitely there's something else going on underneath um in the same way that there is in the Lionel Gabriel like half of that scene like there there's so much going on in that entire room but um I don't know I I, I think part of maybe why I was slightly kind of 
irked by it was I, I find it's hard to know exactly what the age difference is between um Josephine and Noé and that because I think, they're, I think they're contemporaries okay well he seems older obviously because like he lives by himself and his parents are dead and he has the flat and everything but I guess well because like he's obviously you know he seems to have had jobs for a long time so it felt like he was a lot older than she was well, like I mean, like, like contemporaries, the never... he could be a couple years older. Yeah. Like, uh, but it does feel like that they grew up together. From what I gather is that because they're the family unit, that in the sense that when Gabrielle used to uh, babysit, yeah, she would babysit for the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was kind of implied, I think. So, and that's how she ended up uh, having an affair with Lionel. So I think that that's how you have this dysfunctional family unit mm. because it's like that for a while they'll have dinner together, they'll sit down and mm. live like a family, but it'll be like not brother and sister, not husband and wife either. Yeah. That's why in the, the Lionel's sense, I think that is, I, I didn't find that creepy in, in a way because to be honest, like the, the waitress was also flirting with him all yeah, the way. I know. I, do, so, I, think it's, I think part of it is that necessarily a, a bad thing like I in a weird way the scene sort of bothered me but I also really liked it if that makes sense because I well, cinematically it's the best yeah, scene yeah oh yeah definitely it. like it's all just the way it's all played off each other like it's, it's really interesting but I think um part of that is um the space and how tight it is and how tightly it's shot like it doesn't it, it feels as small you feel like you're in this tiny little room with these people you know I think there's as much to do with that like do the location to how claustrophobic it felt that kind of bothered me so I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing like I didn't have a massive problem with the scene I just thought it was okay it's a sorry is that I, I took it that you're like this movie would have been good if this thing wasn't there kind of thing <laughs> oh no 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 definitely not um uh yeah but that leads me on to um uh an- another scene which is as well kind of conflicted about it even though I understand kind of like why it happens but it still kind of ends the film in a kind of a down note for me and that's kind of how in the end the implication being that she marries no way oh it's beyond the implication yeah, yeah, like it's, it's, the, yeah, it's pretty it's, the... it's pretty you know yeah but um yeah like so much of this kind of film for me was like this major theme is kind of like change and, and kind of like the fear of it and like um, at one point Lionel says like we have everything here why go anywhere else so I assume that's why they put that into the IMDb synopsis they, it's the arrival of a stranger being the guy who she vaguely meets once I, I don't know if that's who they're talking about but obviously like this guy kind of trying to come in and like you know Lionel is shipping Noe and Josephine hard like you know yeah. you know he's watching it and going yes yes I approve I approve but obviously, Lionel knows that, she, you know, he says that he wants, he wants her to have her own life. He knows that his, their relationship is suffocating her and he's only holding on to it because he's, he's getting older. He's, you know, he knows he's going to, he's, you know, he's looking at like um, Renee and knowing that he's going to have to retire someday. And, but at the same time, he wants her to... Poor Renee. Oh, Renee, oh, his little scarf. But, uh, he, oh, God, I was so sad. Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, but, yeah, like, he, he wants her to go. But, you know, she's kind of going from one sort of suffocating relationship to another because she's not... 
she's not leaving kind of this and like it's conflicting because even though like yes you know you want her to be free but you want her obviously you still want her to have a relationship with Lionel obviously and you, you you can look at that and go I don't imagine like I know you know she likes Noe like you know that she probably loves him she's probably loved him since she was a child but you don't look at it and go oh she's going to be unhappy she's going to be trapped but I don't know it kind of you know something funny? Yeah. Is that I've seen this movie three times. Yeah. Every time that I saw the movie, I took a different thing from the ending. Oh, that's it's that film. That's what I mean when I say conflicted, is that it, there's so, so many different ways to read it's so a, much. A couple of times, it's like, oh, this, like it, it's kind of, depending on the mood that you bring into yeah. the movie. You can, like, I, I saw it once when I was, like, really depressed. And I was like, <laughs> this is the saddest movie ever. And then I, like, I'm kind of okay for my standards. And when I rewatched it for the podcast, like, mm. uh, I sat down and I was like, well, like it is a happy ending. It's the sense of like the thirty, the meaning of the thirty-five shots is what revolves the the end of the movie. Yeah. And I think that depending on your reading, and I think that it's very open-ended for that reason. Definitely. Is that if you had the thirty-five shots as a celebration, but kind of like you're saying that he shipped her off to Norway, mission accomplished. The George no, Bush kind no, of thing. No, no, that's that's not how I, that's not how I mean it. Like I. But as in like married um, your daughter. Like, yeah, and to, uh, to someone to, that you've thoroughly vetted for most of his life. <laughs> yeah, that is the if there is one thing that like for good or for bad, the uh, mm. parents, like not parents, fathers in particular, with daughters really care about is who they marry. Which, <laughs> oh, like my poor father. <laughs> father John Misty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring him into this. But um, my sense is that th- there's other times as well that like, when he sits down, he drinks the 35 shots of whiskey. It's like, she marries Noah. Yeah. But he takes the job. Yeah. So they go away and Lionel is left by himself. So he has the 35 shots the yeah. way that he didn't have when Rena was retiring. Mm. So yeah, that's I didn't, another take. I didn't there. quite, I didn't think of that actually, that, that if he takes the job and they move away, that didn't occur to me actually. And considering as well, like, that the, is, yeah, that's if it is going to Africa and mm. you consider her studies in post colonial yeah. uh, work, which also comes from Claire Denis because she lived in yeah, Africa yeah. as a kid. Is that uh, I think that that's another that's why I really like this movie because mm. every time that I watch I think something different to the movie. Obviously, yeah. like things like Rene and well, yeah, there's certain the, things that are quite yeah. You can't really change, let's say, mm. in the way that you read them. But like the scene in the bar, for example, and the ending, and the scene with the auntie, the yeah. uh, the scene in the bridge. There's so many little yeah, yeah. scenes that you kind of go like every time that you watch it, you're like, oh, like this, yeah. and then it's that, and then it's this, and it just makes it really rewarding for to be invested. Like I think that it's not a film for everyone, but not in the sense no. of, well. of uh, like being like whatchamacallit pretentious in the sense of it was like oh not yeah, anybody or, can understand Tarkovsky or something yeah or being too mired in one particular genre or something is that you had to allow yourself to be carried by the, the characters yeah you don't have to be looking for plot mm. or looking for something to to guide you there's no helping hand in the movie yeah it kind of that you you go with the characters 
Yeah, but just, at the same time, I, but it's an easy uh, yeah. watch. As yeah, well. no, I, that's that's what I was gonna say that like, it's not it's not kind of rambling, you know, incredibly long scenes of, you know, like I love Tarkovsky, but you know, <laughs> there are moments when it's 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 getting to the oh, point where you're, you're starting to have a bit of a nervous breakdown because you're convinced, especially in his more like frightening films like stalker where you're just wait it gets to the point where you're you're literally panicking because you're waiting for something to like cut across the frame and scare the shit out of you but uh anyways that's a lot going for the tarkovsky tangent um but yeah no i i i agree with that that it it, it really you just you need to kind of be open to it and it then if you do it will give you so much like it's yeah like how the even how you mentioned that the relationships are not spelled out throughout the movie no, kind no, of the, yeah. it just gives you like little here and there a yeah. clue or another and you kind of have to fill in the blanks yourself yeah and the way how you see each character depends on how you filled in those blanks yeah yeah like i like um when you first meet gabrielle that she gives the guy his her business card and then you see her name and then you kind of then later whenever she's reading the letter it's got her name and it's like a nice little yeah i think um what's quite interesting about this film is um it's a very tactile film like there's a lot of touching in this film like very and yeah and even obviously and like this is this is europe <laughs> they're very tactile but uh you know, it's but even the Donegal woman coming at us. Yeah, don't touch me. Uh, <laughs> but, like, um, but there's a lot, of even like close-ups of like of hands and and just like it's a very very tactile film, and that's that's something that's quite interesting to watch, kind of how how that's sort of portrayed. And I think formally as mm. a movie is the uh, I don't know how much research you've done after watching the movie. No, I didn't really. Um... Is that the the movie really is almost beat for beat? Oh, she it's, says it's that it, Ozi, late spring, it? yeah, yeah, late spring, like even yeah. in the sense of like not showing the wedding and kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing as well is that yeah, actually, but Denis, even even like in how uh, like the the house is shot and everything is quite. Yeah, yeah like a fifteen can, mil kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you can really get that. But it's half Ozu. Yeah. And have Vin Vendors because yeah. Claire Denis worked with Vin Vendors in Wings of Desire, yeah. uh, Paris, Texas, as an assistant director. She learned her. Yeah, she learned her craft from Vin Vendors, okay, like well, from sense. the eighties. So I think it's a w really interesting combination, especially because sitting in her filmography is a very weird movie. Yeah. In the sense that. Her movies are usually very, with movies, like a movie set in Africa called Hoi Matir and another movie called Literally Bastards, <laughs> like you kind of get a, a feeling of how like polemic her work usually is. Yeah. And this is kind of just so, it's almost symphonic in a way. It feels like a piece of music Yeah. more than a movie. But at the same time, some like a reviewer said that it was like novelistic, like in a book. Yeah. But I disagree because especially the, like scenes in the the bar and stuff like that, mm. there's no there's other no medium that, that you could do a, there's no way do a to this make, one. To, for that to come across just on the page, I don't think so. Um, yeah, there's um, another very interesting thing that I I noticed. I I have no idea if this is. I feel like it must be deliberate because. 
I picked up on it almost immediately and then couldn't stop noticing it, right? And that's the use of colour in the film. Like, for almost the entirety of the first, at least two-thirds of the film, the colours red and blue are in every shot. Like, from from the first like from the first scene even just obviously there's kind of like the train and the kind of train lights or whatever but um then as soon as we get to her buying the, i love uh, by the way how long she uh claire denis holds yeah on the trains yeah because it really sets the tone for lionel's life well i think that the whole thing of the train is very much deliberate like because you are it's the thing of a track and a you know, like that. As soon you're as going I, in circles. yeah. As soon as I kind of, as soon as you're aware that that's his job, you kind of you start to realize that it's, you know, that's not, uh, that's not an accident, definitely. Um, that's that's obviously very interesting, but um, yeah, no, uh, al- almost immediately, I, I, in every single shot, there's either red or blue or both, like. Even the the two rice cookers they did, yes. one is red and one is blue. Yeah. The, like it's one scene that I absolutely love straight yeah. away that you At know they end. are in good hands. Or and in the beginning, the yeah. Lionel obviously has been saying for ages that he's gonna get a rice cooker. Yeah. And he shows up finally with one. And uh, Gabrielle had already yeah. bought no, not Gabrielle, Josephine, Josephine had already yeah. bought one. And then she just sits not in to the hurt room. her. She sits in the room and like. And hold, like hides it. <laughs> like, yeah, just so he yeah. wouldn't feel bad. Yeah, but I think that's a very good kind of illustration of their relationship right there. Um, but yeah, even like whenever he comes home, she's wearing like in that first scene, like the the uh, the bag that the rice cooker is in is red. She's wearing blue tracksuit bottoms and a red check shirt. He comes in and washes things. He puts on like his room is full of blue. His, and then as at, like at the very end, it's all white. Like, you know, there's a lot of shots like of her whenever she's getting ready and she's in the dress and everything. And Is it perhaps a... a reference to Kiyolaski's The Three Colors? Mm, I wondered. Um, yeah, but I I don't, I like, I can't quite work out what the meaning is behind it. If it's deliberate, it, like, once you notice it, it feels deliberate. But I don't know necessarily, because obviously, like, red and blue have two very different, uh, connotations yeah. yeah but but they're both used together I mean, jeans <laughs> uh, as you drink from your blue can of bavaria um you know everything feels like it's there for a reason so i, like, I don't especially know especially noah's really shiny shirt yeah on the red the one shiny, yeah, yeah that's kind of, kind of a burgundy there um, after he jumps in the in the river oh together. yeah yeah uh i forgot about that scene actually that's um See, that's uh, why I think yeah. the, the scene in the bar is that obviously they have an easy relationship in the sense of him yeah, getting well, changed in front of her I got that as much in whenever she goes over um, near the start and he makes coffee and everything. Like, I think in that scene that you know that something, whether anything physical or whatever has happened, like, you know that there's there's all, there's been an underlying thing going on there. You know, it's very, it comes across very strongly in that scene. But yeah, I'd actually forgotten about the running scene. That's uh... The other scene that I think that is kind of, in my way, of seeing the movie, hmm. at least this last time that I, that, that I saw it, Yeah. obviously, um, it's when Gabrielle parks her taxi, mm-hmm. and you have the van, and it's covered up. Yeah. And I think with what proceeds is that it calls attention to it. Like you said, Claire, it seems that mm. Claire Denis is very 
careful yeah. in what she plays in a frame. And that is something that all four used to go on trips with. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's this, well, one of the questions that I had mm-hmm. for you, which you've answered resoundingly, I believe, <laughs> is um, if the film was successful in depicting a family unit. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And in multiple scenes, like, and there's a few, few moments where I suppose it's kind of necessary for you to know it, but say, like, when... Um, I think it's very near the start whenever Josephine um, comes home and Lionel's out at um, Renee's, uh, he's out at Renee's party, I think, you know, they're in the lift and she's like, oh, come over for dinner. And, you know, and then she's like, oh, you know, I used to tuck you in and, and everything. Like, I prefer it whenever it's not saying it, you know, even though that's not, it's not overplayed or anything, but it's, I prefer it. Yeah, because it when doesn't you're... say that if it was a normal movie, that would be like yeah, the, yeah. The, the scene that goes like, oh, that's the subtle scene. Yeah. And this movie is like the unsubtle scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily the performance of Nicole Dogu, who plays Gabrielle, or she's possibly and I think they're they're four really strong actors but I think her performance is probably my least favorite Ooh, yeah. I thought that Noah would have been your no, least I favorite don't, I don't dislike his performance I to be honest I feel like Noah is kind of the underdeveloped of the four to be honest he has beady eyes that's my he does have beady eyes yeah I think that he actually got more handsome as it went on because the very start whenever I first saw him I was like who is this creepo but um, <laughs> it's the little mustache uh, the... yeah yeah but no I think he kind of redeems himself but yeah I, I, I don't know what's this yeah I, I feel like, I suppose as well, because so much of Gabrielle, she's playing off of Lionel, and Lionel is obviously, like, you know, silent for most of the film, and so much of his performance is done through, like, facial expressions and stuff, oh, and the very little things he's saying. Alistair gives an amazing yeah, performance. Yeah, very, very good. So I don't know if it's because, and then even, um, even Josephine's character as well, like, she's not, you know, obviously you very much buy that they are father and daughter because you can see his, like his kind of um, a certain mannerisms echoed in her, Yeah. you know, and that, that's obviously really well played as well. So even her performance is kind of understated. Like she's not, you know, it's not, I, so I, I think maybe just slightly kind of, you know, it's interesting as well, watching a movie that the entire cast is non Caucasian. Yeah. Yeah. That, and it doesn't call attention to yeah, itself. it's not, that it's way. not a statement, it's just... Just, like, they live in this part of Paris. Yeah, and that's... Makes sense. Predominantly but, white. But it's the the weird thing that I was like, why... The other question that I had for you mm. is, what meaning did you get of the trip to Germany? Oh, and yeah. And the fact that, uh, that Josephine's mother's side is German, white German, and what it meant to that unit mm. in that apartment. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't entirely read into the idea that she was white German as a... Yeah. Like, not as in a political sense. Yeah. But, I mean, the, it, it'd be... Like, like we said, that it's a neighborhood that obviously is very predominantly from uh, African descent. Mm. And having a, somebody that seems to be fairly well off as well, like her family yeah, is. Yeah, definitely and stuff. got that from the... Um... And what it means as well 
in Lionel's view of what Josephine should do. Yeah. In the sense, that's why I think of him marrying off is not a bad statement that you made mm. before, because I feel that he thinks that because of the cultural strife that runs silently mm. behind the entire film, that he thinks, even though it's incorrect, that she, his ex-wife, his deceased wife, yeah, uh, married below her. Yeah. The reason as well being that they never review what her cause of death was. Mm. It's quite interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I kind of, I like that that's, that it's not revealed for a very long time. Um, I, yeah. Well, going back to kind of like the idea of the trip to Germany, I don't entirely know if the scene with the grandmother necessarily works. Grandmother? I thought she was an auntie. Auntie? I don't know. She was like, oh, when we were small, she'd like to Oh, swim. yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. That was kind of vague. I wasn't entirely sure what the relationship was between the... You know what I mean? Like, it was... Yeah, it would kind of make more sense if she was an auntie, because she's not old enough to be a grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. Um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. She, well, she did have um, a very weird performance. Yeah. Like, something out of a Werner Herzog yeah, movie. Yeah, it just kind of sat out of step somehow. But the way I kind of read, because, like... Even though in the end, she is kind of, you know, she is staying kind of within the unit, whether or not they leave, it's still changed. So it kind of felt like them going, now they even say it, that it's something that they haven't done in a while. So it kind of felt almost like the last trip or something like almost like the very end of childhood, like whenever they camp and they're there in a little van and, you know, it's sleeping side by side. Like if she was a kid, it felt, it felt like a little kind of, you see all the kids with the lanterns going by. I love that. Some very nice shots there. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I read because it is, it's kind of like sort of breaking up, not the drama necessarily, but it is a kind of like a tangent, but it, it totally makes sense in what happens in the end. So I liked that. Um, I'd agree that even though like that that scene is kind of weird. I don't know, it's kind of probably because of that woman's performance. It feels a bit strange, but it's clear that Lionel is uncomfortable, and not because maybe he doesn't have as much German or whatever. Like, and I don't. You could probably read that in a few ways. Like, is it you know what way did she die? Does he harbor guilt? Does he you know does he harbor guilt because they never visit that Joe doesn't have more of a relationship or you know because Lionel is so quiet that she even says it's like oh Lionel quiet as always you know it's you could really read so much from that really like what what is he actually thinking but it is clear that this, yeah, that something is amiss yeah, there. Yeah, something because even he's sitting a lot further away, and like even how whenever she she brings Joe over close to her, and you know Joe's not necessarily uncomfortable. She's you know. She can bat away in German. Yeah, she's she's fine, and she sits and she's like, you know, they hug or whatever. But like, you know, he's not openly kind of like awkward, but he's there's just there's something, you know, there's something that he's clearly. That's yeah, it's something on that his mind. it could be also that it, it could have been a point of contention before she his wife died. Yeah. And for the sake of the family, everybody kind of buried the hatchet. Yeah. So, like, it does feel kind of that there's an untold story there as well. Yeah. Which I like. That's why, like, I wasn't, in a way, 
saying that it was one way or the other. Uh, no, my no. intention of that question was kind of that there's so many ways to read yeah. that basically to make <laughs> I don't know the like this it's because as well as the fact that you don't know what's in Lionel's head. Yeah. Is that you don't know if he's like the most political man ever, but just doesn't speak about it, or if he just doesn't mind just going around the circles, or uh, like yeah, like is is he unhappy with his lot, or I see I don't think so because like of a few things he does say, like say like that scene whenever Rene um visits him and you know they're driving around together and he's like you know any time I have dark thoughts I just think of my daughter, you know. Is it that she is enough? She was always enough? And that goes, or... back, and that goes back to the 35 shots at the end. Yeah. And the, that question that when he goes, oh, you should move on. You should stop taking care of me. Yeah. You have your own life. And then he lets her cook for him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right away, like in the next eight. Uh, I think it's that. Um... Well, she's been cooking for him. Yeah, but I mean that like she starts like cleaning his house, his room as oh, he's yeah, in bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what's your favorite part of the movie? I think probably I really liked. Um, I think the use of close-ups in this are actually quite nice. Um, I like the way it's shot. It's shot simply, like they're. It's not a particularly stylishly shot film. But it's it's not flashy, but it's very it's interesting when you it's very hard to pay attention to something like that when you're watching it for the first time when it's uh it's such an absorbing movie that you're really paying attention to all the little things that are going on underneath. But there's a few things that I kind of picked up on. Like one I'm still fascinated by the use of colour and I would bloody well love to know what the story is behind that. But maybe that's just another thing that she put in there for us to interpret, but yeah, and because the gold arts cinematography is uh, yeah, it's, it's very it's, good. Like, they're just there's some just lovely little close ups that I think like there, there's one whenever she's um Which Ozu would have never done. <laughs> yes, absolutely not. But so, uh, yeah, no, definitely the, the cinematography I think would be one of um I mean there's a lot of things I liked about it, but that's kinda Mine would be Alex Deska's performance mm. uh, as Lionel. He, yeah. Like his eyes are unbelievable. Like yeah. it's it, they say so much with so little. But I would also give honorable mention to the music by Tender Sticks. Oh, I it's really like the music. Very non. It's when we were talking about weekend. <laughs> that is the sense that it it stays out of scenes, but it's memorable. Yeah. It's kind of that afterwards you kind of start humming. Yeah. From the thing, and you're I, like, yeah. where did I hear that from? Oh yeah, the scene like ten minutes ago, like. Uh, yeah. I think um as well it's kind of it sets the tone and the the environment and yeah. the the place very well. It's not a modern soundtrack which I kind of like. It didn't and... feel, you know, it it didn't. It's just it's it's like I it kind of sits the film because the film, you know, up until they like whipped out an iPod, I was like when and like obviously the trains are not old yeah. but they're not super modern. So I was kind of watching it going when when is this. Yeah, like, uh, at times you know, it's, uh, the, the film looked more like it was set, like, in the Ruhr area in Germany. Like, it looked very it industrial. It's weirdly German, actually. Because there's, like, so obviously, like, I suppose what's interesting about that is, like, this is a side of Paris that we don't see. Yeah. Definitely. Like, you know, this is this is the other Paris that's not... There's no Eiffel Tower there. No, there, this is not postcard Paris, you know, which is... Which is interesting as well. It's kind of an interesting use of place. Feels it feels like a different 
doesn't mean you know it feels a little bit German, a little bit it is quite industrial, but it, yeah, it's interesting. But um, yeah, that's uh, the conversation for this week's film. Mm-hmm. A couple of housekeeping for last week's film. Uh, I was talking to somebody about. Uh, the conversation and I said yeah uh, Francis, Corpor- uh, Francis Ford Coppola has done a lot of dog shit movies and <laughs> this is not one of them and then he goes he's only done amazing movies and I didn't mention the specifics because I wanted to let Francis slide mm-hmm. but Jack mm-hmm. the Robin Williams movie that's <laughs> specifically creepy now because Bill Cosby plays a child therapist okay sorry what Bill Cosby child therapist yeah, Bill Cosby, child therapist. He he has a scene with <laughs> oh all the God. with Robin Williams no, pretending to be a even, child. Don't go any further. And a lot of kids in a treehouse, and Bill Cosby going. And it was already creepy when it came out in the the Hall of Fame of Curtis Fresh. Stop on my head. You can find us at. The Rec Game on Twitter. The Recommendation Game on Facebook. Next week's film is Orla's Pick. Which is... is... We Are the Best. It's not We're the Best, if you're thinking of looking it up. It's We Are the Best! Exclamation point. Which is a... Oh, it's a film. I thought that you were just saying that we are the best, Orla. I would agree to that statement. but uh, (laughs) We're just going to pat each other on the back for like an hour and 30 minutes. Um, I I was Ricardo Deacon anyways. (laughs) I was Orla Magnus. And we'll catch you next time on the recommendation game. Uh, Until next week, then. Thanks for listening.